Thanks for listening to the podcast. You know, I've spent about 17 years on the radio interviewing newsmakers, business owners, and industry leaders. Now, my company is helping folks like you gain purposeful exposure for their businesses or organizations. Let me help you share your story. Click the Live Mic Communications link in the show notes for more information. Welcome back to another Richard Pyatt Show. We're talking cars today. In fact, if you've tried to buy a new car over the course of the pandemic or a pre-owned car, you may have had some kind of challenge involved in doing that. And that got my wheels turning. <clears throat> Little carp on there. I got thinking about it because I wondered if the classic car market was seeing these increases in values that uh, that we were seeing in the mainstream market for vehicles. So, of course, we turn to John Hansen at Michigan Automotive Inspection Services. We've talked with John before. In fact, his other episodes are linked in the show notes if you'd like to see those or hear those. In the meanwhile, John, we turn to you for information on this. How are you? I'm great, man. It's good to see you again. Nice to see you. And you know what? Let me just, uh, I was poking around trying to read up on this a little bit. Haggerty. The uh, classic car insurer has sort of a barometer on the classic car market. They uh, calculate the strength, they say, of the North American collector car market with an algorithm they use. And here, as we're talking here in early 2022, here's what they say about that. This rating they use continues to break records heading into the new year. It's just shy of an all-time high. After increasing for the 10th consecutive month, the ratio of cars selling above their insured value in private transactions is at its highest point in history, and values for collector cars have risen across the board. Wow. So I guess there's the the quick answer. And you're probably seeing this bear out as you're inspecting cars, true? Yeah, absolutely. And they ought to know they have a they've got a really good team of um market analysts that uh monitor not just auction sales, but also uh private sales that they can glean information from and things like that. And uh and they're watching things very closely. They know their stuff. That's absolutely right. They've pretty well defined the market there a little bit. It's wild right now. And it of course it's not just classic cars you hit on earlier, uh, late model cars, you know, trying to buy a used car right now. Uh, what you're sh- you're shelling out a lot of money comparatively, maybe we were looking at before the pandemic. So it's a different market right now, but it isn't necessarily just things on four wheels. It's it's boats and ski doos and RVs and motorcycles. And you know, if it's if it's got an engine, it's it's expensive right now. Um and uh and and yeah, classic cars are no exception. So is this just because the cost of everything else is going up or (laughs) are we really seeing uh, an appreciation, an increasing appreciation for classic cars that warrants this change? No, I think it's a little bigger than inflation, but inflation is is obviously a huge part of it. We're paying more right now for most things. um, And so there's definitely an, an inflation factor there. Um, that, uh, you know, that it's, it's, there's no question about it. Uh, but there are some other things too. Um, you know, interest rates, uh, right now, uh, are, are very, very low and have been low for a while. Everyone kind of thinks that the Fed is going to wind up increasing interest rates a little bit, uh, to help, you know, bring down some of the inflation. But right now, money is cheap and there's plenty of it. And so, uh, you know, if you can, you know, borrow, uh, at a low interest rate and get into a classic car, a lot of people are going that 
that route right now. The market might change a little bit if borrowing gets a little more expensive uh, or a little bit harder to acquire, but it, it's it's going to take more than just one tiny little rate increase at the Fed level to impact the classic car market. Right now, lending rates on classic cars, if you're well qualified, you can, I think, pretty easily get a, a four and a half, maybe 5% interest rate, maybe even a little bit less than that. Um, that's cheaper money to get into a classic car. And that's obviously a factor. The other part of it is COVID related in that when this whole thing first hit, we had a lot of people that were out of their offices, stuck home, you know, climbing the walls and, uh, you know, looking online for an escape. And for some of those folks, that escape looked like a classic car or maybe a motorcycle. And I think there was a little bit of a shift in mentality. Maybe at one point you you sort of had this dream car that you were maybe working towards and hoped to finally someday acquire. I think there was a little switch in the pandemic where some folks just kind of said, life is short. This car is here now. I'm just going to do this. And so there's definitely, I think, been some, I don't, I wouldn't call them impulse purchases. And also we had some people that weren't traveling like they were. So that, that puts some excess cash in people's pockets. So, you know, um, some people made that decision, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's all of those different little things that sort of come together to spell out higher classic car prices. No question about it. When COVID first hit, there were a few people that were really predicting that this was going to be very, very bad for the classic car market. Um, yeah, I remember. That did not happen. During the, I guess, main part when the whole country was kind of shut down, we had a little, a tiny little bump there where just people couldn't move anything. Uh, that got really difficult. But once things got reopened and whatnot, it wasn't like the collector car market just, the bottom did not fall out. Not at all. Um, and uh, and it's really only gone up from there. Is this a, a wave or uh, do you think this is sustainable? It, and, you know, it's interesting because I've asked the same question about real estate, too, <laughs> because we've watched those those numbers go up. Uh, is this something you think is long lasting or will this sort of level out later? Well, obviously, the the this aggressive growth in value, that's not sustainable. We're not just going to see uh, sale prices just continue to skyrocket upward on this, you know, uh, incredibly steep trajectory. That's not necessarily going to be realistic. But some of that growth may begin to kind of level off a little bit. But I don't know. I don't see anything in the near future anyway that tells me that we're going back to uh, pre-COVID prices on classic cars anytime soon. There's lots of willing buyers out there. There's still lots of money in the economy. And so I'm not really seeing anything major like that. There'll be little peaks and, and, and valleys in little pockets of different parts of the collector car segment uh, where certain models will kind of fall in and out of flavor uh, uh, you know, on the buyer's end. That was going on before COVID. That's not really uh, anything new. Some people talk about uh, you know waiting for this big collector car bubble to burst uh, where, you know, all these prices are just going to come tumbling down. I don't think that's realistic. I I have a hard time kind of envisioning um, that. I don't think that anybody is going to wake up one morning um, and their classic car is suddenly worth 40% less than it was the day before. A few people thought that the global pandemic was going to be bad for the car market. And even a global pandemic that shut down the, the, the entire world didn't take any of the steam out of the hobby. So. What about uh, people like me who are just barely in the hobby? (laughs) You know, we have a car that uh, is pretty average. It's not considered hot. 
do values go up a little in those circles too, would you say? Absolutely. Um, again, it's kind of market specific. I'm sort of uh, in a wash right now with my with my older cars. We've got a 98 Z28 Camaro that has appreciated very, very little. It's up a little bit, but not much. But I also own a 95 Miata and first generation Miata prices have gone ballistic. And so when I factor in, you know, the, well, the, the Camaro isn't really appreciating very much, but the Miata has really taken off. Um, you know, OK, uh, you know, I saw maybe I've made a couple bucks there, but I, I don't have any intention of selling either one of them. But it's not just half million dollar cars or three million dollar cars. It's it, yeah, it's it's 20, 30, 40 thousand dollar cars for sure uh, can be impacted by this. It's it's all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You talked about interest rates and that sort of thing. I was I was reading, uh, probably wasn't all that recently, feels like it was, but you know how time flies. I was reading something about uh, borrowing in this hobby and the, the notion that uh, some people would rather keep their cash accumulating interest, making money, as opposed to digging into it, spending it on a classic car. If it's appreciating anyway, and you know you're going to get rid of it in a few years, turn it over and get something else, why not just get a low-interest loan, pay the interest, drive the car for a little while, and then get rid of it, and you make more money selling it, and uh, you know the interest is no big deal. Did I characterize that decently? <laughs> yeah, um, and, and that's an interesting point. Um, I, I think people that that may choose to go that route i would kind of classify them more as speculators maybe a little bit less so enthusiasts um enthusiasts i think tend to um maybe worry a little bit less about the nuts and bolts of the finances involved in their classic cars um they, they just buy what they want and they want to enjoy it um and and they may keep it for two three years they may keep it for 10 12 years whatever um, you know, it, the financials involved with it are kind of secondary compared to the uh, enjoyment that they derive out of owning and driving the vehicle. I don't really think there's necessarily a wrong answer. It's just sort of what you want to do. Absolutely. There are people that have gone that route um, to, uh, you know, to, to borrow some money to buy buy a classic car that they think is going to go up um, and, and try and make a couple of dollars off of that. That's happening a lot right now. Hey, man, that's capitalism. Nothing wrong with it. It's just it's it's uh, it's maybe something a little bit different than what maybe the average collector who's not really in the market to speculate they're in the market because they always wanted a 57 t-bird or uh you know a, 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 a 67 corvair or whatever it is uh you know they just you know they want what they want and you know as long as the money can make sense for them whether they make it make a couple bucks or lose a couple bucks if they had a ball with the car um they're probably pretty happy people I'm with you on that. So that's uh, that's good news. And don't forget, too, if you are considering a, a classic car purchase, having an inspection by a professional is probably a good idea. In fact, there's no probably about it. It is a good idea. This is what you do uh, uh, on a daily basis, John. I imagine that that uh, business is pretty active, too, with everything that's going on in the hobby. Yeah, to, to kind of spare you the commercial. Yeah, it, no, it's it's definitely been a busy, busy year. Parts of it have been a little bit challenging in that because prices have so rapidly increased on so many different segments of the market, um, you do have a lot of cars kind of being pulled out of the woodwork because people believe that, 
uh, you know, this 64 Thunderbird I've got that's got, you know, seven pounds of screen and Bondo for trunk floors and whatnot is suddenly worth all of this crazy money. And, and, and so it's, yeah, there's been a few uh, cars over the past 12 months that I've looked at that uh, were just wildly overpriced. Had some of these clients pulled the trigger sight unseen and just taken the gamble, um, they would have put themselves upside down really quickly in some of these cars for sure. Well, click through if you're considering such a purchase, and John can uh, give you some advice if you need it. In the show notes is the link to Michigan Automotive Inspection Services. Well, John, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, and thank you for the perspective. Absolutely. Good talking to you, Richard. Hey, it's Richard Pyatt. What if we could put your business or organization in the spotlight with a series of podcast interviews on this show? What if you could use those interviews as outreach tools, showcasing your expertise and engaging people or organizations you'd like to work with? We can do that. Click the link in the show notes to my company, Live Mike Communications. View my short video, then let's talk. We provide purposeful exposure to help you share your story. Thanks for listening.